Welcome to The Contemplative Life. Three pastors, friends, and spiritual companions help us explore spirituality through a contemplative lens. I'm Christina Roberts. I'm Chris Roberts. I'm Christina Kaiser. We're glad you joined us. Hello. It's great to be with you. Today, we want to talk about spiritual journey on our podcast. Uh, this notion that we are on a spiritual journey to uncover the emerging soul. And something that's got quite a bit of press lately is Joseph Campbell's hero's journey concept. This idea that we're all on this journey. We have these different stages that we go through along the way. As we talk about being on spiritual journey, what comes up for us today? Well, journey is definitely the name of the game. I think in my world, there's a sense of, um, yes, one begins. And, and, and I've talked about this a lot over the course of my life, particularly with the hero's journey. And big points on that for me tend to be uh, the need for companionship, which comes up in my life over and over that even when people have criticized the hero's journey as being too individualistic, uh, for me, it's like, no, because I never would have made it anywhere without my friends. Um, and then this other really huge aspect of it is the struggle. And uh, I was just processing even just this morning, this sense of, man, we went through like a five-year period of really not knowing what to do with ourselves. <laughs> we were, you know, deep in the weeds of having so many little children and trying to have career. And uh, I feel like the last year or so has been a period of trying to kind of heal and make sense and, and keep moving forward with all of the good stuff that's within. And so, yes, journey is just the name of the game, it feels like for me. And I would say several years ago, when I came across this idea of the heroine's journey, it really resonated with me. And again, there are parts of the journey that are solo that only I can do. And what does that mean to be journeying and continuing to move forward, even in the thick of things? Um, what does it mean that on the journey, there are different landscapes, different things that I have to encounter and or repeated things that I have to encounter? And then certainly what you're describing, Christina, about companions on the journey. And Chris, I really appreciate you sort of naming at the beginning of the podcast that um, our spiritual journey is to uncover the emerging soul, but that's the idea that we're working with today. And I love that because I feel like trying to put language into what is hidden in our soul is no easy task. And a lot of times we fumble and fluster and to be able to have someone that's sitting with us in those spaces to allow language or that like you're talking about Christina making sense of things to the emerging soul just feels so um beautiful and sacred to me. Yeah, I think, you know, both of what you've named has been very helpful in thinking about spiritual journey and I think one of the, you know, one of the the points in Campbell's work of the hero's journey or heroine's journey is this leaving leaving the ordinary world and going into the special world. And a lot of times, you know, the, the, the idea is that you're forced out, you're forced out of this ordinary world into the special world. So as I've been, you know, contemplating life and it seems as if there's always invitation to new and to, to a new adventure. And I think sometimes I, I've been looking at being immobilized by the what ifs in my journey. You know, what if this happens? What if that happens? And usually I'm, I'm quite an adventurous person. 
And the fear of failure normally doesn't doesn't bother me. And so uh, thinking about spiritual journey and thinking about moving into the unknown has been really something that I've been struggling with, not struggling with. It's, it's something that I've been processing, something that I've been sort of working through is how do I, how do I leave behind this and move into that? And, you know, threshold is another, another concept, you know, how do I cross the threshold? How do I leave behind this and enter into to this and you you guys use the word emerging soul and i think it's it's been in this parker palmer in his book hidden wholeness talks about the emerging soul talks about how the soul is a very it's, it's like a very shy creature it like stays in the woods and it runs away from noise and loudness you know if you think of a gazelle or something like that it doesn't stray close to, to noise and lots of activity, it takes a special place for the soul to come out. It takes quiet, it takes solitude, it takes imitation, it takes the right people. And so that's something that comes up for me is like my emerging soul that sort of tends to guide me and, and, and speaks to uh, my discernments for the future. Uh, how do I get more of that to come out? And so that's that's one of the things that I think about. These are such great observations. And I think what tends to roll through my mind is um, so much of the struggle that people tend to experience along the way. And I'm reminded of this, uh, a couple of things. So Dr. Robert Clinton talks about, well, this tendency sometimes once things get hard is to just settle in, plateau, just get comfortable where you are because it's too difficult otherwise. And then uh, there's another, there's like many, many stage theories out there. So I don't exactly remember the name of who invented this one, but there is one where like the middle stage of life is to just hit a wall, <laughs> like bonk. And, you know, in terms of the hero's journey, there's uh, the crisis, the death and, and all of that. And as you're talking, Chris, what I'm reminded of is actually this moment, uh, I think it's Jacob in the Old Testament, where he wakes up and there's a stair stairway kind of up to heaven. And he says, oh, it was here all along and I didn't see it. I didn't recognize it. And so there is this kind of wrestling story in our lives. But as I have um, been like in school and learning in the contemplative, a lot of times what people are saying are like, if you want to know what's on the inside look around, right? Like, because the spiritual world is all around you. It's manifesting in all these various ways. And so I'm often looking for something magical as opposed to something that's right in front of me. But it, it reminds me of this, like, as we are moving through our lives to just, can we open and become aware of what's really right here with us now? And I've been interested in some of the journeys of professional athletes, like particularly, you know, with the Olympics that just finished and some of the mental health around that. And when one has reached the pinnacle of, you know, I'm a medalist now, I've been to the Olympics, then what, you know, do you do another Olympics or what's the letdown? And so even when we do achieve these highs in our lives, these things that are just amazing, then sometimes there can be such a deep depression that follows that if there's not another type of thing to, to journey towards. And so I find that fascinating too, even kind of this idea of, you know, um, 
again, we don't reach a destination and that's it. There's a continual, what's the next destination? Or um, again, what we mentioned earlier, the different landscapes of the journey. And so I don't know, I find myself really compelled to thinking about those sorts of things as well. That's a really big aspect of it though. How do we enter back? So these thresholds we're talking about, right? As we go into something special, we have to come out, we journey back in, such a big deal. But this notion that we we learned something, we brought something with us. And so uh, it wasn't that long ago, we were talking about cycles and seasons, circles, and this notion of one thing kind of rolls into the next. And even when we come back to something, we take whatever we've learned up to that point with us as we come back around. So really valuable point. Yeah. And I think even, you know, on a very simple level, you know, our, our family, we're planning our spring break right now, and we're planning to visit my family in Canada. And it has been a long time since I've been to Quebec and I'm excited to revisit these places now. And as I'm planning out the trip, it's like, oh yeah, I remember when I was a teenager and we went to this place or to that place and, and being able to kind of relive that with my own children now and experiencing differently through their eyes. And allowing them opportunities. I come from a Greek family. And so it's not only French Quebec, but it's also all all the Greek, all the Greekness that you can get in one setting will also happen on those trips. Um, But again, it's, I, I love that I get to journey back and it's special. It's something neat, maybe not as like huge as it was maybe the first time I went as a teenager or something like that, but nonetheless, it's huge. And so I think there's something too about when we revisit with others, especially others that haven't gone on that journey before into those special places, there seems to be something significant about that. And so even going back to the Olympic athletes, I think ones that have like now gone into mentoring roles where it's like, okay, I've had my moment of glory. What does it mean now for me to impart wisdom to the next generation and to help those coming behind me? And and somehow when we do that, there seems to be such meaning making and purpose in, in all of it. And so I find that interesting to think about as well on this idea of journey. I like that you bring up these athletes who move from one role into another role and going back to like needing companions along the way seems to be a huge important part of the of the journey and what you needed in your young adult life is going to look different than what you need in your your latter years and so I, I like how you you brought out that you know it it might not be in the in the form that it, that it took on whenever you're younger, it, it's a different form and looking for the, the mentor relationships. And, it, you know, even thinking about our trip to Canada, like looking at the experience with mentoring in mind or look at you know, like, what can, what can we give our, what can we give our kids that is different than the experience that we took in? And so I find that very interesting to think about as we, as we think about spiritual journey, what, what did I think when I was that age And then how can I give some of what I learned to the next generation or the people that are that are coming up? And then, you know, where do I need to move forward in my journey? Is that is that part of the journey is giving to others what I received? And so I find that interesting to talk about in spiritual journey. And then it makes me ask, and then who is doing that for me? Right? Who's doing that for you? There's this notion of who does come alongside of us in our spiritual journeys, who does feed us. And that too has been a huge part of spiritual journey and even spiritual growth, right? To feel like who's inspiring me becomes a really big aspect of it. 
And Chris, even you talking earlier about, you know, Parker Palmer's description of the emerging soul. And I, I do think it is the people that are willing to, to sit in a session with me and allow me to unpack that. But it's also the authors and the podcasters and people that are putting language to their own journey that helps my soul to emerge. Cause it's like, oh my goodness. Yes. The way that you said that something is ringing inside of me with what you are describing. And that just feels so important. Yeah. And I like what you brought up that, you know, I think there's something in me that looks for a tangible relationship that's near like where are the elders where is the person that is going to like sit in physical space with me to pass on some things and you know that's something that I'm looking for but I think you bring up a very good point it doesn't necessarily have to be in physical proximity like there are authors there are people that are that are you know putting out these great podcasts they can be the mentors that we need And so I think sometimes I tend to fixate on locale or, you know, the physicality of an actual place and someone passing information on to me. Uh, And it's good to look uh, to other sources for that need in my life. So I appreciate you bringing that up. And it sometimes just comes in unexpected ways. I was in a conversation with somebody just the other day and trying to unpack like, how do I explain it? How do I put, when people ask, like, what is your image for God? What's your metaphor for God? Like, these are, I don't know how to say that God is in every, all of these things, all these interactions. This person I was talking to was saying that she had gone up to someone in like their eighties, as you know, spiritual kind of elder, like we're talking about and, and asked them this very direct question out of nowhere. <laughs> and that they said, God is the atmosphere that I walk in or something to this effect. And so poetic. And it comes from the fact that this person has had so many years to process how to say what they're experiencing. And um, it, it really helped me to kind of exhale and lean back into that space of, yes, it's, this is okay. That um, the way that I'm experiencing God on a day-to-day basis is, very practical, right? But but it still is. It's in all of these things. And what a great way to say it. It is the atmosphere that I am walking in. Yeah. And I like that you, uh, you, you talked about going to this elder and getting this atmospheric image. What makes a wise person? Uh, someone who can draw things out of you and you you sound wise to yourself. And so looking for the, those types of individuals uh, has been has been fun to talk about and uh, something that we look forward to. Yeah, I think another aspect of this too is this is something hardwired in all of us as humans, right? We never grow old of the heroine's journey or the hero's journey that in all cultures, history or whatever, there's something within us that that longs for that. And so I think just even naming that <clears throat> naming that that uh, we, we don't bore of that, that that's something that we continually come back to over and over and over again, the movies, the, the stories, the experiences. Yes. Well, thank you so much for such a generative conversation. Yeah. Now's the part of the podcast where we talk about what we are into. What are we into today? I am into peppermint tea. (laughs) We had some friends give us a huge box of peppermint tea in like the summer. And so I had put it in the cupboard and thought very little of it because I don't do a lot of hot tea in the summer. And then the holidays, you know, we have so many specialty things, but 
winter's going to last at least until the end of March where I live. And so the kids had a snow day yesterday and I was plumb out of hot chocolate. So we pulled out this peppermint tea and I was like, Ooh, this is delightful. It leaves that like cool, refreshing feeling in your mouth, which is one of my favorite feelings in the dead of winter. So that is my special thing right now. Yay. Um, well, like I alluded to earlier, I am into planning our trip to Canada. And so I am revisiting all of the, <clears throat> the Tim Hortons and all the fun things in Quebec and Niagara Falls. So it's been fun kind of plotting out where we're going to go when and thinking about Canada. So that is what I am into this week. Well, I have been into my Duluth Trading Company. Uh, Duluth Trading Company is based out of Mount Hora, Wisconsin, and you can find it all over the world. They make really quality uh, sweaters and pants. And I have really been into my bargain bin Duluth Trading Company sweater. It's kind of like a professor sweater. It's, you know, it's got this overlay on the top around the neck and it's, um, it's a very interesting wool. And I feel like a, like an old professor whenever I sit in my uh, Duluth Trading Company sweater and my kids and my wife make fun of me and I am okay with it because it is so cozy and warm. Well, thank you for joining us today. If you enjoyed and listening to the podcast, we invite you to sign up for our bi-weekly newsletter and you can find a link in the show notes or subscribe at thecontemplativelife.net. See you next time. 